0: From the capital city, I'm Kevin Allen. The city and borough of Juneau Assembly, during a special meeting Monday, approved moving a pay raise for some city employees and a procurement issue regarding the wastewater treatment plant. The first resolution would provide authority to increase pay for unrepresented employees by 3% in fiscal year 2023. Here's City Manager Rory Watt.
1: This resolution would provide authority to increase pay for unrepresented employees by 3% in fiscal year 2023. City and Borough is currently negotiating new collective bargaining agreements with three represented groups of employees. Represented employee pay is governed by CBAs that expire on June 30, 2022. CBJ expects that negotiation of new CBAs will be completed this summer as all parties continue to negotiate in good faith. Current negotiations indicate that represented employees will receive not less than a 3% increase to the general salary schedule in fiscal year 23. Wage increases for represented employees will be implemented as soon as CBAs are
0: ratified. Current negotiations indicate that represented employees will receive not less than a 3% increase to the general salary schedule in fiscal year 23. Wage increases for represented employees will be implemented as soon as CBAs are ratified.
1: CBJ has numerous unrepresented employees accounting for about 40% of the workforce including department directors, many supervisors, and many employees in planning, permitting, parks and rec, human resources, and law. CBJ has traditionally extended pay increases to unrepresented employees that are commensurate with negotiated CBAs. Although CBA negotiations remain incomplete in order to stay competitive for recruitment and retention of unrepresented employees, CBJ must move forward with a pay increase for unrepresented employees. The effective date of in this resolution corresponds with the first pay period in fiscal year 23. It is likely that an additional salary adjustment for unrepresented employees will be necessary once the negotiation of CBA, CBAs are complete.
0: A second resolution would approve an alternate procurement for the Supervisory Control and Data Acquisition, or SCADA, project at the Hall Wastewater Treatment Plant. A contractor would be selected based on qualifications rather than a bid amount.
1: This ordinance approves an alternative procurement for the Supervisory Control and Data Acquisition or SCADA project at the Hall Wastewater Treatment Plant. Procurement method proposed is construction manager at risk, a methodology where a contractor is selected based on qualifications and is involved in design. Cmar is an industry standard for highly complex projects. SCADA is the complex brain of the treatment plant because we cannot turn the treatment plant offline during this upgrade, a CMR procurement method provides the greatest assurance that the treatment plant will stay fully operational during this upgrade. Public Works and Facilities Committee reviewed and approved this request at the June 6, 2022
0: meeting. Both items were moved to the next regular assembly meeting. The Juneau School District has approved a contract with their classified and support staff union. That was a word from Superintendent, Dr. Bridget Weiss, while on Action Line.
2: Good news is that with our Jess, which is Juno Educational Support staff, our, our classified employees, uh, we have successfully successfully negotiated a contract, and the board, uh, it was approved, ratified by the union, and then approved in final reading by the school board recently. So uh, we have that one complete.
0: She said negotiations with the teachers union is ongoing
2: the teacher union uh, we are still in midst of negotiation we took a little hiatus um, after the school year ended uh, so people could do other things uh, for a bit we'll meet again with them in late july and continue working so that one we're still in the process
0: the administrator union negotiations just recently began
2: Or. uh Administrator Association, so all of our certified administrators, and uh, that we are just getting started. So typically that's what we do. We start with classified, certified, and then administrators, and then there's some overlap.
0: Why well, said that time is running short.
2: We typically operate on three-year contracts, and that's what we were able to successfully negotiate with Jess was a three-year contract. Uh, so... It'll be, you know, our time is running short, as always in Juneau in the summertime. It seems like something happens to June and July. They're very fleeting weeks and days in Juneau when we have this nice daylight and beautiful blue skies. Uh, the same is true of negotiations. Time is fleeting. So, uh, you know, the the teams from both uh, groups will come back together, and they'll work very diligently to see how efficiently they can come to some resolution.
0: Superintendent Dr. Bridget Weiss commenting on Action Line. A Juneau jury has found 43-year-old Fenton L. Jacobs guilty of murder in the second degree, along with other charges. The jury found Jacobs not guilty of murder in the first degree. At trial, evidence showed that in May of 2019, Jacobs threatened two men with a knife in the Foodland IGA parking lot. Then, a stabbing occurred in downtown Juneau near the intersection of Front and Franklin Streets. Jacobs, was accused. The jury trial began in mid-May before Superior Court Judge Amy Mead. Sentencing is scheduled for November 30th. Jacobs faces up to 99 years in prison for the murder and the second-degree conviction. Klinken and Haida have opened a cooling center for elders and others in downtown. Given the hot temperatures over the next few days, Klinken and Haida Public Safety Director Jason Wilson says using Elizabeth Pradovich Hall was the sensible thing to do.
3: I don't have to preach to the choir. Everybody understands that, uh, you know, Juno's not set up for the type of heat that we're looking at getting, um, That we have gotten over the, you know, the incredible, awesome, beautiful weekend that we've had here. Um, So, you know, we were able to work with in-house with our other departments. Um, You know, our business and economic development department kind of gave up some rentals for this week. Um, So we can provide the hall um, is in the air-conditioned hall. And uh, you know we're kind of centrally located downtown at the Elizabeth Paradovich Hall, and um, we're just going to determine that we need to provide the service for our elders um, who are in places that don't have air conditioning, that are in places that are not really that well ventilated or have a lot of windows.
0: Wilson says the cooling center will be open at least until tomorrow. The hours are 8 a.m. to 5 p.m
3: through wednesday for now um eight to five and uh, like i said that's uh just coming into the ep hall and um we have water we have other refreshments um some light snacks for our elders and just want to keep everybody cool
0: questions about the cooling center can be addressed to wilson by calling 907 723-7354 During Sea Alaska Corporation's annual meeting over the weekend, a majority of shareholders voted in favor of a resolution seeking to remove the one-fourth Alaska Native blood quantum requirement for descendant class shares. The resolution will extend eligibility for Class D descendant stock in Sea Alaska to lineal descendants of original shareholders without respect to their documented Alaska Native blood quantum. The Blood Quantum Resolution was approved by a vote of 750,000 to 497,000, which represents 57% of shareholders in favor and 40% opposed. This fall, the University of Alaska Southeast will be offering free Alaska Native language classes with no tuition or fees. Classes are offered in Klinket, Haida, and Simpshian languages at all levels, beginner, intermediate, and advanced. The free classes are for non-credit courses, but credit can be received if a student chooses to pay tuition and fees. The free language courses are offered both in person and online. Students should know that the free options do not count towards degree and certificate requirements. The U.S. Air Force is not yet commenting on the flight of a Boeing C-17A Globemaster III over Juneau yesterday. The plane, flying under the callsign Sitka 12, departed to Joint Base Elmendorf-Richardson in Anchorage at 10.43 a.m. before heading southbound to Juneau. Listeners reported seeing the plane flying low over the Gasno Channel before making touch-and-go landings and takeoffs from the Juneau International Airport. It flew at least five times over Gastineau before heading west at 12.58 p.m. According to airport manager Patty Watto, the flights are common and nothing out of the ordinary. Captain Lauren Ott of the U.S. Air Force Alaska Command said Globemasters are not used by the command. Their public affairs office did not return a request for comment on the nature of the plane's flight over Juneau. Juneau Police Department Chief Ed Mercer was named Chief of the Year on Saturday during the Alaska Law Enforcement Training Center graduation ceremony in Sitka. Two Juneau police officers Christopher Herrick and Timothy Kissner, were among the 45 graduates. Mercer said the families of the graduates are a big reason for their success.
4: I am truly honored to be here today to help celebrate this monumental achievement for these law enforcement officers starting their career. But first of all, I look out in the audience and I, I, I see the importance in the audience today. So I wanna thank you all, all the families and friends of our graduates. Your support and encouragement helped make today happen. Without your support, it would have been more difficult for these new officers to complete the academy.
0: And Mercer reflected on his 31 years in law enforcement to the graduates. Time certainly flies
4: by, 31 years goes by really fast, and uh, I will tell you, it will go fast for you folks as well as you move forward with your career.
0: Mercer said a work-life balance is needed as they progress in their career. Mercer congratulated the 45 graduates during his speech Saturday.
4: I want to congratulate ALITS 2201 on your successful completion for your initial phase as a law enforcement officer. Each of you have uh, completed an incredible arduous training academy and you should take in pride in wearing the uniform of a law enforcement officer. Wear it with pride. Forever represent our profession with dignity and respect.
0: Mayor Beth Weldon congratulated the chief while appearing on Action Line.
2: He went over to Sitka to um, receive that, and uh, that's a pretty cool honor, and it, you're voted by your peers in the state, so it's not just arbitrary. It's the other police chiefs in the state thought he was doing a great job this year, so and we think he's doing a great job also, so congratulations to Chief Mercer.
0: Graduating recruits completed more than 1,000 hours of training over the course of 17 weeks of basic training. Twenty-two candidates are running in the August regular primary for Alaska's U.S. House seat, with nine dropping out by a weekend deadline. Those running include the three candidates in an August special election, Republicans Sarah Palin and Nick Baggage and Democrat Mary Peltola. The August 16th special election will coincide with the regular primary, The winner of the ranked-choice special election will serve until January, the remainder of the late Representative Don Young's term. The top four candidates from the regular primary are to advance to a November general election. The winner of that election will serve a new two-year term starting in early 2023. A regional Planned Parenthood organization is suing Idaho over its trigger law abortion ban, saying it violates the state constitution. Dr. Caitlin Gustafson is an abortion provider. She joined with Planned Parenthood, Great Northwest, Hawaii, Alaska, Indiana, Kentucky in a lawsuit filed yesterday in the Idaho Supreme Court. The law makes it a felony punishable by up to five years in prison for anyone to perform or attempt to perform an abortion. Many of these trigger laws are coming into being across the nation. ABC's Karen Travers reports.
5: Within 30 days, three more states will ban all abortions. There are trigger laws in Idaho, Tennessee, and Texas that provide a 30-day implementation period by a statute. So within one month after this decision by the Supreme Court, there is an expectation that abortion will be unavailable in at least 13 states. That's home to 67 million Americans, 20% of the country.
0: In the Idaho case, medical providers can attempt to defend themselves against charges by saying the abortion was necessary to save a life, or done in a case of rape or incest. The Supreme Court said Monday that a high school football coach who knelt and prayed on the field after games was protected by the Constitution. The court ruled 6-3 to for the coach, with the conservative justices in the majority and the liberals in dissent. The case was the latest in the line of rulings for religious plaintiffs. ABC's Devin Dwyer reports... Coach Joe Kennedy, a former assistant football coach at Bremerton High School in Washington, may be able to get his job back.
5: Some parents complained that their kids felt pressured, uh, high school kids, uh, t- to participate. If they didn't participate, they felt like they might not get playing time. Uh, the coach said that was not part of the play. He said it was completely voluntary for these students. Uh, he couldn't help it if students surrounded him. Uh, it's divided that community out there in Washington. But at the end of the day, uh, the conservative majority on this court taking a very broad view of religious rights and saying the coach has every right to do that and can get his job back if he wants.
0: Dwyer added this about the actions of the school district in the case.
5: The school district in this case bent over backwards to accommodate Coach Kennedy. They said, look, you can pray uh, after the game, pray on the sideline, pray in the locker room. How else can we accommodate you? But Coach Kennedy told me uh, that he heard directly from God that praying on the field of battle there at the 50-yard line was important to him. He needed to do that to practice his faith, and that's what he did for seven years.
0: That's ABC's Devin Dwyer reporting. The Douglas 4th of July committee announced that Joe Tompkins, an award-winning USA Paralympic skier, will be the grand marshal of the 2022 Douglas Parade. Tompkins was a recreational skier before becoming paralyzed in 1988 in an alcohol-related car accident near Oak Bay. The accident inspired him to encourage young people to respect others and to live free from dangerous behaviors such as alcohol and drugs. Inspirational speaking and involvement with the school program D.A.R.E. have become his focus. Now retired from ski racing, Tompkins has served as Thunder Mountain High School's assistant basketball coach for the last eight years and has been head coach for the TMHS Boys Baseball for the past three seasons. He was named American Legion baseball coach and has had 10 years of experience with the Gasino Channel Little League. Never miss a story or a newscast at KINYradio.com. Now you're up to date. For News of the North, this is Kevin Adlin.